0: The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Hotmovies.com. Try out some ethical paid for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at Hotmovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the hot mamas who make me call him daddy. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. So uh, about a month ago, I got a out-of-the-blue text message from my ex. Uh, my most recent ex, uh, the genderqueer one, the one who has not been named until today. Shay sent me a text uh, one morning. What are the chances you'd want to have me and my director on to talk about Polygon while we do fundraising after March 15th? Shocking text to get from me. I know. One of the main things people ask me about the podcast is like, huh, you're going to run out of women. It's like, uh, no, but I may run out of people who say yes to doing the podcast. So you kind of take them as they're ready to do it. So, because i love all of you uh so dearly i'm just like all right let's i could probably use some more healing time but let's go ahead and get to it right now so yes this week we have on shay and i uh cannot wait i i can wait let's be honest but i will tell you more about them in a little bit but first get them hot get them dates show dates Yeah, I literally got a complaint email that I stopped using Aton Levine's uh, show dates drop, so I guess that's now part of the routine. Uh, Show dates, people. April 14th, I'm going to be at Gutter Bar at 6 o'clock in Williamsburg, okay? Um, It's not stand-up. I'm going to be doing like a fun show. I honestly am not entirely sure what it is, but it's with Keith and the girl. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun show, and if you want free tickets... All you got to do is email me, manhorpod at gmail.com. And of course, uh, manhorcon weekend passes go up in price on April 6th. So that's just a few days away. If you want to still get a super early bird discount pass for $55, head on over to manhorpod.com slash weekend. Uh, I want to start off with some emails uh, because I got so much response From last week's episode with Blythe Roberson um, that I was just like, whoa, so controversial. Some good responses, some bad responses. So I want to read some of those um, to you. It sparked uh, quite, uh, quite some conversations. This first email is titled Canceling Pledge. It starts, hey, Billy. I'm a new patron, long-time listener, and one of the things that drew me to your show was your interest in growth and continued learning, as I feel it reflects my similar journey in this crazy little world of ours. I've generally been very cool with your opinions and thoughts, dot dot dot, until today. You had to know how terribly you reacted in this interview, and how you made a very uncomfortable space for your guest to share her thoughts. And good for her for still holding her ground and finding a way to move past your defensiveness and general assholery. There were certain points through the interview where I actually cringed. All of this would have been acceptable. But I was waiting for the end, so expectantly, hoping you would say something like, I've reflected on this and realized that I may have been wrong. But no, you seriously shocked me by actually doubling down and ending with, It's my podcast. I can do what I want. Like, what the actual fuck were you thinking? You showed no growth, no reflection, and literally played out the definition of toxic masculinity. I'm really sad that this is my first connection to you. I've often wanted to contact you as I work in ethical porn and would love to hear your thoughts on some things. You're the first person I've ever supported through Patreon, and I was really happy to support someone I thought was... not an ass. It's like... You're not particularly wrong about any of your points. You're just an asshole about it. I still think you're great. I still think you have a lot of good points and are generally an interesting personality. But the way you acted was pretty egregious. And I don't want to use my money to support someone whose values don't line up with my own. I'll be canceling my pledge until I feel comfortable supporting you again. I really hope it's soon. I really hope the next time we have contacts, it's under better circumstances, and I really do wish you luck. Cheers, Hunter. So that was not a fun email, right? Um, but, you know, uh, and I say this with zero snark, and this, I asked this fella uh, I, I, very genuinely, I asked, uh, are you part of the eh, percentage that skips the intro? And I asked that. Because um, if one listens to the intro of last week's episode, you'll hear that I agree with the guy. Yeah, um, I got very defensive talking to Blythe about body image and gender, uh, particularly the overlapping of those two things. But yeah, I did. I, I was I was defensive, and I was shocked, and I and again I realized as much as soon as Blythe left my apartment. I, I just, and again, you've heard this in the intro last week, but I just kind of went, I stepped backwards and was kind of like, whoa, like, I got so worked up. So I agree with Hunter here, Um, and I'm not sure if he heard it, uh, because, hey, a noticeable chunk of people skipped the intro, which is fine, but then, you know, he would have missed me call myself out. But yeah, you know, sometimes these conversations can get heated, sometimes they get very... um. Passionate, because we're talking about passionate and um, and sometimes very personal topics. All right, this next one comes from a, a neighbor to the north. We're just going to call Hop. Uh, she wrote in, good podcast episode. I get touched out, so to speak, on a lot of the things she discussed. Maybe it's because of how I was raised or that I'm a punk kid, but how I looked was never a factor in how I valued myself. I knew magazines were bullshit, but I have weird body issues because of my brain. It's easier now, unless I'm too tired. Then my body looks weird to me. Sorry you went through weird body things, too. Happy Thursday. Uh, This next one, uh, this is a comment, or a couple of comments, from Danielli. This comes from our Patreon-only Facebook group, The Champagne Room. Every week we do an episode comment thread on that week's show, and, uh, and this was... And we had a very active comment thread for this, and, and these were a couple notes I pulled out from Danielli. I don't care to get on one side or the other of the argument you had because it's hard to argue about other people's perception, and you two were both mostly on the same page of what you're talking about. What I would say to you is that as the host of the podcast, when an argument like that is just getting so granular and you guys are losing at times what you're even disagreeing on, it would behoove you to move on to the next topic. It was a relief when she said, we'll just have to agree to disagree, and I really think as the host, you should be the one doing that before your episode spirals downwards. Uh, And then he continued uh, talking about her bonus episode that came out the next day, again on Patreon. Blythe says any man who refuses to identify as a feminist is either A, acting on internalized misogyny, or B, being a little shit. Uh, To summarize, Billy's third option is that he's scared it's a label that will be used against him if he ever slips up, such as calling him a fake feminist or people will say he's using feminism to get laid. Personally, I'm more on board with Billy. I have no problem identifying as feminist to people I'm talking to in real life, but I have also shied away from putting it online in, say, a dating profile. Because I've seen a lot of women post stuff along the lines of, any guy who announces they're a feminist probably isn't. Or they'll see a profile like mine that says poly and feminist and think I'm just listing things to get laid. Maybe, as Blythe suggests, uh, it's something that we both should get over. And I thought that was an interesting thought. Uh, lastly, the last email regarding my Blythe Robertson episode uh, comes from Blythe Robertson, where uh, I reached out after sending her like the initial... Hey, your episode is up email, I said. Uh, Also, one guy got really upset this morning writing me a big email about the episode. One point that stood out that he said uh, was, I clearly made you uncomfortable. I didn't pick up on that. But if you were uncomfortable during the chat, I'm sorry about that. You're great. And she responded, hey, thanks again for having me on. Yes, it was a little uncomfortable, but that's life when you have different views. You did a good job of listening when I pushed back on you. So, in case anyone was upset at me on her behalf, we good. Uh, time for the fan whore appreciation moment, people. Okay. um, This is the part of the podcast where I to give some shout-outs to members of my fan whore community on Patreon. I uh, wanted to give a thank you to, yeah, Feminista Jones. Oh, is that name familiar? Not only do you probably follow her on Twitter, but you've heard her right here on the Man Whore Podcast... And she was killer. Um, she's a member of the community. Shout out to Jed Fraser, my the horny Aussie. His origin story is so funny because it was late one night. I was horny. I was tired. I was sad. And I just said, you know, if you DM me a body part, I will send you a picture. And I got a DM from Jed that just said, balls. So I sent them a picture of my balls. And I said, you know, we, we. I tend to share a lot of that and more when in, in my little slutty kick group, The Peep Show, you know, for my $10 and up uh, Patreon members, dude joined minutes later. He was like, I need more of Billy's balls in my life. And uh, and he's been getting more of Billy balls in his life and, and uh, other people's balls and parts and all sorts of fun things. Uh, so shout out to Jed and thank you for your support. And a, and a thank you to someone who just goes by the letter M. I like to think there's some sort of slutty secret agent out there who, like, also low-key loves the podcast. Um, you know, stay safe out there, taking down whatever kind of governments and assassinating people. I don't know. I'm glad that uh, in between secret operations, you can enjoy my show. And you, too, can become a member of our community for as little as $2 per month. Yeah, no, it's two dollars now. Look, I gave you a warning. It was gonna go up. You chose to wait and sleep on this. That's your fault. <laughs> you can join this group of like-minded sex positive individuals uh at patreon.com slash man podcast. Again, that's Patreon P A T R E O N dot com slash Manhore Podcast. Oi, um so, you know, Hard Left Turn, Shay is on the show this week. It was a, a a surprise unexpected guest to have. Um when I find myself back in environments from which I have evolved, I f- I often find myself reverting back into whatever role I played back then. If I'm with my family, I feel like a black sheep when I am visiting my old boarding school and I'm surrounded by like my fellow alum people I went to you know went to high school with I fall back into this shy I don't belong here role I fall back into the no I'm not a cool person role similarly with Shay sitting 12 inches from me I fell back into this role of putting them on a pedestal. And I fell back into this argumentative and apologetic mindset. You know, obviously, I push back during this conversation on some of the things that they say, but ultimately, I I tend to acquiesce. If not verbally, internally. This was um, the most difficult episode I've ever produced of this podcast. Okay. And I had to arrange a woman to uh blow three different strangers as they drove her three different legs of a journey from Philadelphia to Brooklyn. Okay? Uh uh that that was difficult and this was much harder. I li- I I tried to go through this episode. I started listening to this episode three or four different times before I was able to actually sit through in one sitting. There were a lot of times I had to pause and stop and collect myself or go work out or text a friend or smoke a bowl or whatever. I was disappointing myself for falling back into that. I think there are times during this conversation I really could have stood up for myself better. I think there's other times I could have listened more. I felt embarrassment. I felt guilt, shame, shame, there's a lot of negative things that come out about me in this. Um, um, I'm, I'm embarrassed by, you know, a particular night that we describe. Because, you know, mental illness can be embarrassing. I know a lot of people are all advocates of stuff. I'm still learning what the fuck is wrong with my brain. So that, you know, brings its whatever's with it. Um, and I feel obviously guilt about that night. And I feel shame about how the relationship just went down in general. But I, you know, during the conversation, I, I feel disappointed that I'm not getting a lot of emotion from them. I felt resentment that certain things were spun a certain way in a way that maybe I don't feel was the most accurate. I felt resentment that I didn't, I didn't get to bring up certain things I wanted to bring up. I felt anger listening to this, not during the recording and not even after they walked out the door. Because after they walked out the door I just felt sad and I felt emotionally drained. It wasn't until I was listening to this I felt anger and I found myself shouting out into the ether alone in my bedroom. Corrections, retorts, whatever. And I believe that anger is a secondary emotion and I'm not even sure yet what the underlying emotion or emotions are there. That's scary for me. Very few people bring out the level of Anger um, that Shay brought out at me. I, I genuinely think it's limited to Shay, Paige, my mom, my sisters. And I don't know what that means. The women I have loved the most in my life. Y'all can go ahead and Freud it up. So instead of trying to um, spend time like correcting the record or bringing shit up or whatever, um, I just kind of wanted to share with y'all what I felt editing this one because it was really hard and i hope you appreciate uh you know what this show is because there are going to be times you're going to think billy wow what the fuck dude but have you not done something similar in your life and have you not had the same happen to you and does that maybe not show that we all do shitty things to people we love And there's a lot of things I wish I could take back my time with Shay. Because sometimes I think, you know, if this thing didn't happen here, uh, maybe that goes a distance. My biggest fear uh, with this episode, not the episode itself as much as the conversation. I was most scared that Shay was going to show up and I was going to say how much that relationship meant to me. And I was afraid. I was so terrified that they were going to try to shrug it off like, well, that relationship didn't mean that much to me. You know, try to play it cool. Because, you know, they kind of have a jaded, snarky, arm's length personality at times. It's They did not do that, spoiler alert. But I was, I was more terrified of Shay invalidating our relationship than I was afraid of them bringing up December 26th. I was more afraid of that than I was of whatever fucking responses I get to this episode. I was more afraid of that than fighting with them all over again. For better or for worse, um, this was one of the most significant relationships in my life. I've definitely learned a lot. And I hope uh, in the next one, I am better. It's the the best I can do is try to be better. Um, I really did love them. I'm just sorry. And I wish it... Could have been less traumatic for both of us. All right. Um, This is the worst segue I've ever done into an ad read. (sighs) Hotmovies.com, everybody. When you're sad and lonely and broken up, you want to jerk off and cry, right? I love hotmovies.com because I think it is, as you all know, both uh, an ethical and affordable way to hashtag pay for your porn. It's a pay-per-minute porn site, so you just buy a bundle of minutes. And as you watch the porns, they deduct minutes from your time bank. You don't have to pay for each video. You don't have to rent them. You just want to watch three minutes of Polyamory, Volume 2, starring Anna Fox. Do it. it only cost you three minutes. And that money, those minutes, those dollars, they go down to the studios, which allows the studios to pay their performers and you can feel good about it instead of constantly going to the porn hub and jerking off in shame. And yes, there is a polyamory trilogy um, that will fit the theme of, of my polyx. ex uh, Yeah, polyamory, uh, there's a trilogy where, you know, they say in the description, polyamory is a growing lifestyle that is about the idea of multiple relationships. Because in these porns, all of the anal with different partners is about the love. Yeah, this is loving anal. We're doing. <laughs> you can get 20 extra minutes on top of any package you sign up for when you use promo code MANHOR at HOTMOVIES.COM. And hey, if you want to try it for free, I don't blame you. They got a free trial that becomes a 40 minute free trial when you use my promo code. Again, that's HOTMOVIES.COM CODE MANHOR. Pay for your porn, pay for some of your porn, pay for something, because these people can't keep doing loving anal for free. And now let's get to this week's guest, Shay. We're going to say a few things.
1: Um, Hi, my name is Shay. Little I close. am yeah. now 26 years old as of Friday. Happy birthday Congrats. to me. Yep. I survived another year around the sun.
0: It is um, an accomplishment.
1: It is. It is. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this will be the first time we've had like an actual uh, sober conversation yes. with each other in person. Yes. Yeah. I'm
1: sober. Are you sober? Uh, I'm sober. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm shit on mic when I'm not sober, and I was like, I'm not gonna start now. No, not right, right. With this one, yeah, uh, no, yeah. Um,
1: that would actually be kind of interesting, though. It, it's just like a drunk Billy going at this one.
0: Yeah, it's like let's let's make Billy interrupt more and uh, <laughs> have less coherent points. Than I already do. Uh, yeah. But I was certainly, I mean, look, this is an episode I knew I'd one day reach out for. I did not realize it was going to be this soon. Yeah. Uh, that it would be happening. So yeah. it's So uh, it was kind of serendipitous in a way.
1: Yeah. Serendipitous? Is that the word you want? Serendip-
0: no, uh, but it's a word that sounded like <laughs> it goes in there. That's how I tend to formulate most of my sentences if yeah, I can't find I the right one. Yeah. Grab, grab whatever something. comes by yeah throw it in there hope someone doesn't catch it but yeah. clearly too smart for that sorry yeah uh well it's a good time to say i'm sitting down with shay yes. uh my ex from very fairly recently in my opinion in terms of my personal timeline
1: yeah
0: because uh, you are the last like serious partner I'd, I'd had really yeah i haven't had a girlfriend since then really no oh yeah. i didn't know that yeah, Sorry, you you've kind of stopped
1: listening to your show. It was kind of like weird for me.
0: How long after did you keep listening?
1: Um, probably like two weeks. If I'm being completely honest,
0: that's fine. That's better than Paige, who I think kept listening for months. Oh, so,
1: well, yeah,
0: that's a lot better. You mean P? Uh, well, I mean she's she was named on the show ages ago. Like, oh. there's it's kind of like a. That, I mean, that was a thing with you that I always uh, that I explained. You know that, and sometimes people will ask me, and I'll be like, "Well, there's at some point if the relationship gets serious enough." There's like a podcast talk. Yeah, you remember that? When yeah, we had yeah, it? yeah, I remember it was like, just having that. Yeah, what do you want out there? Yeah, well, do you want your name out there? Pictures, no, pic- like what? Yeah. What are we dealing with? And uh, and she says like, yeah, say my name. I said that's not a cat that ever goes back in the box.
1: Right, right, right. So right.
0: I I try. I don't I don't get too hung up over it. Yeah, definitely. These days, wise decision on your part. <laughs>
1: Yeah? Wise decision? What wise decision? I don't know.
0: You were just like, yeah, I don't want to be named yet. And uh, and it almost like foreshadowing. It's like, let's see if I keep you around uh, long enough for that to be relevant information for everyone.
1: I don't think that was the reason. I think it was more just that with my acting career, Mm. I didn't want anything that could possibly be unsavory. But I mean, freaking, now I run play parties like with hacienda so yeah i just i just heard
0: you're about to throw was it is it your first one you're about to throw with them or
1: technically our first one um we're doing it on 420 so it's going to be a nice funny theme we're going to see what happens with it but we're trying to like right now secure like performers and stuff and djs Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work
0: will you be better if i have like a mic stand so we can get you closer on it it's Mm -hmm. a small mic stand but something i just want to get you closer sorry
1: no i'll focus on it i'll focus okay cool um I should be better at this. Like, wow.
0: Yeah. I should also be better at this now, but I don't know. You're a different uh, type of X to me. Cause obviously you were way more significant than like the average person I have on the show. And I was thinking about what I at least want to talk about, but I feel like, I mean, I don't want to say like talk about automatically equals grievances, yeah. but I know my grievances mostly took place after the relationship was over. Whereas you, a lot of yours were during. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, what was on your mind, uh, you know, when you knew you were going to come over to do this?
1: Um, I don't know. I was trying to, like, flip through the memory book of everything that happened in the relationship. And it's honestly, this is, like, not to be mean or anything, but it's honestly hard to remember all of it because I tried to, like, black it all out of my mind. I'm like, that was all just really painful and, like, b- by the end and, like really traumatic like i don't want to like keep living in that and then listen to the podcast for two more weeks and you know self sabotage and my therapist said it would be better for me to like try to like focus on other things sure. and i think because of that i buried a lot of the memories
0: when you first go to listen in like are you are you listening in to see like is he talking shit about me or yeah. like is he really sad or
1: no no no, no. i was like I, he better not be saying anything that's like super I don't know, like
0: shitty about my yeah. character.
1: You know, that's what I was most worried about. Just because we did end on such bad terms, very bad terms. Yeah,
0: you had to pick right Probably before like
1: worst terms I've ever ended on. Really? Yeah, I think so. I
0: mean, we will. We can get in that later because I, I know that's one thing. Um, I my one of my big things was your timing because um, you know I can't. That just that Super Bowl had high stakes for me because like I can't get dumped and watch Brady win a ring. Right, Um. I
1: was I was drunk at a Super Bowl party with like thirty people, and like, wait,
0: you were drunk when you broke up with me?
1: By the end of it, yeah.
0: Geez, I was stone cold sober
1: by the at the beginning. Very sober. Okay. By the end of it, I was like... I just kept drinking and kept drinking and kept drinking. While we were on the phone? While, no, while we were texting. Okay,
0: while we were texting. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. The I
1: texting just... afterwards, I was like,
0: what? Oh, you know, at that point, I was completely blasted and made a fool of myself at the party. Yeah, cause...
1: that's what I did, too. I literally, to a group of 30 people that are all trying to like watch the, watch the game, I was like, did I tell you about my ex? Let me tell you about my ex, because I'm really upset right now.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so you say you block... Do you blo- typically block a lot of stuff out? Because I feel like even after the breakup, like our interactions at Hacienda, you know, I remember kind of calling you out on, on something and you were had no recollection. Um, and then it, but and then you were kind of like, oh, no, I got into like, I had this happen and the meds are different and this and I'm so sorry if I said that thing. Right. Because I was like re-quoting back to you and you are like, I said that?
1: Well, I knew that I had talked to you that yeah. night, but I didn't know exactly what I had said.
0: Gotcha. There was
1: like a lot of things in my system and like... I like I knew I had like come came over to you and like told you off and I know that mostly well because I remember like that part of it sure and also because like my partner came up to me and he was like dude that was much and I was like oh okay oops and like so like other people thought I was like totally not in the right for that okay like people that like weren't even involved and like know the entire story
0: that's good to know because yeah. uh i know i know i did put in a complaint but of course later nothing happens to that because like yeah. you're the hot one and and they're like oh we don't we're not gonna you know press on that but i just and the only reason i did report because i because i normally i would be like that's not a thing to report but I knew if I had done that to you, if I gone up to you in the same way out of the blue and yeah, said the you same thing
1: during our like, during our joint truce or what did you call it?
0: Uh, truce joint joint. Truce tru- tru- yeah, the ju-
1: truce joint.
0: You came up to me and offered me a joint, and then had no recollection of our last encounter. So I was like, I'm gonna take this, but I'm gonna try my hardest to be angry in this moment, right? Because uh, like this is my one opportunity to be angry, right? Which was my at least that was one of my things, and I think my only grievance within the relationship was. I never felt like I got to exp- be angry. I was always just, I was too busy being wrong to ever get to be like, no, I'm pissed at you for this, even though what you're calling me out for is valid. Here's my thing for you. I spent so, I was so in love with you that I spent so much time just apologizing because I was so obsessed with like, no, no, no I want this to work out. I didn't know you felt out. that way. The, the I love you thing? No, I remember because no, no. <laughs> I was like, i was no, pretty clear with me that. You gave that
1: on a card, like on like Christmas Eve's Eve or something. Yeah.
0: I used a really, I, what well, I thought it was a really fun, cutesy uh thing for <laughs>
1: it was shocking for sure
0: yeah I like
1: that soon in a relationship i i just remember being like whoa and i think that was it, your
0: exact word choice was whoa. Yeah, well yeah Whoa. i remember the look on your face
1: yeah i think that like initially it actually like scared me to have somebody say that to me again just because of the relationship that i had with e previous to that mm. and um I think I just, like, wasn't ready to take that He was the
0: chick me. or the dude? I forgot.
1: The genderqueer person who is actually now a trans man.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah,
1: the one that um, dumped me for their primary and, like, sure.
0: that, wanted that. to get
1: married and doing the monogamous thing now.
0: Just, you know, parsing out the exes. Right, moment.
1: right. Yeah. There's a lot. Sure, yeah. I'm that type of poly that always has, like, six people overlapping.
0: Yeah. So. So that was a, that was a shock to you. You weren't expecting that?
1: Definitely not expecting that. It was, um... I mean, of course, it always feels good to have somebody say like "I love you," um, because you're like, "Oh, I'm special," but I think that it like just scared the living crap out of me at like that stage of my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you were even like, "Is it okay? I don't say it back." I was like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah. Um, it was just a thing I knew was on my chest, and I knew if I kept that in long enough, it was just going to be.
1: Yeah, problem. It's like gonna come out while you were like shitting on the toilet or something.
0: Right, yeah. It's right. like I just, I'd just i rather, it's like let me just get this out, at least have some control over it before I blurt it out like in a fight. Right. Um. I know I've done that before where like, uh, I think I said that to somebody once like in an angry situation and I didn't like that because like, well, now my l- love is coming out as a weapon and not as right. a really wonderful gift. I can gift. see
1: how that would be, yeah, that would not be ideal. Yeah. But I can also see how it would like totally pop out.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, did you ever feel that way towards me?
1: No. Sorry.
0: You don't have to apologize, we're not in the moment now. It would have been more a thing then.
1: Right. I just wasn't ready. Mm. I like I wasn't capable of falling in love with somebody at that point. Um, after we broke up, well while we were dating, I had met while you were gone. Mm -hmm. That Cody guy. Sure, yep. And um guy
0: who like in the span of a week became boyfriend. Yeah. And there was an I love you in there. Right. Bye bye, love bomb. I just wanted to just check. Okay.
1: No, no, he was absolutely like it was one of those things where I was totally um like in like one of those brainwashy type situations. Mm-hmm. And he actually turned out to be like a totally unethical person. Mm-hmm. But um it took me six months to figure that out. Um but yeah, it was it was a really like strange, strange, strange week. And but the thing is, he never told me like you should break up with Billy. Mm. Like he was never like he's not the type of person to like bad mouth metas. Yeah. Um
0: It would also be really like shooting for the moon on that one when you've been with the person for days. Right. Uh and to then also be like give a relationship advice on a person he'd never met.
1: Right. No, but you should know that like he wasn't like influencing. Never once decision. thought
0: that. Okay. Simply just was like, Okay, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 he was interesting, but he had a lot of, like, great qualities, he had a lot of, like, not-so-great qualities.
0: Right, well, I, um, I don't, I, what I, what I want to not do is, um, I didn't want to sit here and just, like, list grievances at you, and if you, if nothing's coming to mind for you, I did, like, ask for, does anyone have questions, for this From particular one. Right. Okay. Um, and I guess one of the ones that goes to the early times was uh, Danielle asks what you saw in me or how did you, because uh, also yeah. the origin is like, I didn't hit on you in yeah. the slightest. Uh, yeah. I, in fact, was like, oh, this chick's totally gay. That was my read. Yeah, I, was. I was like, I'm just going to, yeah, I was like, I'm going to just
1: right? At that treat time, her like a person
0: at the time. <laughs>
1: right. At that time, I identified as lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, and had been with Only Women for two years. Mm. And um we went to go see Professor Marston and The Wonder Woman.
0: Fantastic film.
1: Yeah, it was really great. And I remember they did that scene where and mind you, this is before any of like my my diving into like the sex pause community mm-hmm. only had like, you know, like wanderings about what that would be like. And there was a scene where they were wrapping the one girl up in rope. Right. And I remember I put my hand into the popcorn thing. This is so lame. And you put your hand into the popcorn thing and like our hands touched and like my uterus did things. And I was like, what the fuck? I can't do that with boys. And then I was like sitting there and the entire rest of the movie, I was like, I'm very confused. I'm very, very confused. I think I just got like excited by a man. And I had no idea what it was. It was like we had a brief conversation before the film. And then I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that I had those feelings towards like had that excitement towards somebody. So that's why I reached out. And I mean, then we went and we got drinks and then I got like blackout drunk and then we fucked on the first date. So that's yeah, it
0: was a bit of you fucking me. I I like to think I'd also were you blackout because that was that's big concern kiss because then there's no telling of when you're black out
1: yeah um well i mean i i like i browned out Mm. you know like when that thing is like okay you don't know exactly what was said or anything but you're like oh i remember like a bunch of weird images of like me fucking this person do you know what i'm talking about
0: no i don't tend to brown out or anything i i don't even really black out well uh, at that stage
1: of my life i was i don't really drink anymore okay um but at that stage of my life i was And for the following, like four months following that, I was like drinking significantly. And um, yeah, wasn't really like a shining part of my character.
0: See, what stands out to me is like in that popcorn moment, like my thought was like, I really hope she doesn't think I'm trying to hit on her because like obviously not into dudes, so I just hope that she doesn't think here's another poly guy trying to fuck me.
1: Yeah. That's, that's all so funny. went through
0: my mind uh when our hands touched.
1: No, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then uh, and then you reached out. Actually, I was on my way to record with someone, Maya, if if y'all listeners remember. And I remember Maya. Yeah. And Maya and like I left that recording, like, oh, like, let's try to date again. But I was more. I was so excited leaving your place and just like reviewing your Carfax because I because you sent me some. Oh car yeah, facts. I
1: remember that. That was so good. That yeah, was probably it was like clever. It was witty. It was funny,
0: yeah. and I really like a funny person. Yeah, and it's that's the turn on for me. So like, yes, I'm like, oh, I'm excited. Like maybe Maya and I, but it, but really, when I, as soon as I left her apartment, it was like, okay, so what's up with this person here? Like, yeah, and uh, so I guess that's that was your initial attraction to me was some weird emotion some internal thing you can't describe.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it was just like this thing. And I think I think that I was also questioning my sexuality at the time because the person that I was dating when when I started dating them was genderqueer. And by the end of it they were like, I'm a trans man. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll switch pronouns again. Because I I met him when, when identified as a woman. Identified Sir, as a so woman. So you've used all the pronouns. All the pronouns yeah. for this person. I am like Dude, like <laughs> I'm trying here, um, and it's challenging. Um, you want
0: challenging? Try constantly defending, uh, your ex's pronouns the day they dump you over the phone. Yeah, because all day I'm angry, I'm wasted, I'm sad and crying, and everyone's like, "Oh, she dumped you." I was like, "They dumped me." Um, but that's on point right now. S-
1: <laughs> well, you're defending it, but then you used it as like as content for your comedy was a technically
0: technically that's a joke i wrote during uh, during the first broke breakup but also it's not a joke that's at your expense it's a joke at my expense so i've never never felt bad about writing that one the only reason i took it down off a tour the first time was because we were going to meet and we might get back together and that is a thing where like a very rare veto power that honestly, my family members don't have that level of veto power with me. Well,
1: your parents, or your family doesn't really have a lot of power with you. <laughs> like, yeah, you really but but like I'm, anything, I'm right, hey, but, but
0: like I'm with them again. Like relationships yeah, are good. Yeah, that's great. But I still like they say take this joke down. Yeah, there is a higher bar that joke has to clear, uh, for that or their argument has to be a higher level than yours. Which simply like this hurt me, and I'm in your life. And that's why, you know, I took it. And then I was like, oh, once it was done, done, I'm like, well, that tweet's going right back up because that's a good joke. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I and then actually recently I've been trying to write jokes about how I used to be so against the they them pronouns. Yeah. And I'm so I, I'm, it's almost embarrassing how easy it was for me to switch them. And I was mad how easy. I wanted it to be difficult. Yeah. Because if it's difficult, at least it justifies the old opinion, kind of. Right. Where I'm like it's the right thing to do, but it's fucking hard. But it was so easy that I was like, now I'm embarrassed how easy it was and how much of a stink I put up. No,
1: you were actually a lot better than like a lot of the partners that I've had at using my correct pronouns Mm. and like correcting people. Like it's usually a lot more difficult for people. I mean, it was really traumatic, like the way in which you found out and like that entire evening. But that was still something that like I'm sorting through in therapy, but you know.
0: Yeah, that's when I will probably get to therapy uh at some point I am in therapy now
1: oh wow yeah uh,
0: I found a group thing which is a, a group group therapy is really just like five that's great yeah I don't know it's five dudes in a room just where you share something and then they all go like ah dude I don't know <laughs> that's most that's most of what group therapy with men in their 20s is like
1: yeah but I could see that
0: but uh, I am in that uh that's really great yeah actually How right after you? yeah you know I tried um that was a that was an effy suggestion after the whole march debacle last year uh the whole page comment thread thing Uh, i have no idea oh really because you were like such a participant in it (laughs) about a a year ago there was a whole big like let's all shit uh page posted something on facebook and then everyone was like fuck billy i got banned from two parties for no physical reason and uh and you jumped in no she just posted the facebook that i was uh, telling her friends and family that she's suicidal.
1: To be honest, uh, like what I can tell you about what I remember sure. with Paige is a little bit after the breakup.
0: With the final breakup or first breakup? Final we had breakup. three. And yeah. that's how I, t- that's also how I broke, how things with Paige ended. Yeah. It really takes a lot to hammer it Yeah. Into yeah, me. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, after the final breakup, a couple weeks later, I reached out to Paige, um, because she came up in my suggested friends on Facebook and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Well,
0: well, you both fucked this guy.
1: Yeah, right. I, I swear. I swear. Facebook just knows. Um, but she came up in my uh, in my suggestive friends. I reached out to her. And I'm like, hey, I know that this might not be something that you really want to hear. But I actually just had a breakup with Billy um, like a couple weeks ago, maybe like a month ago. And like, I'm still trying to figure out like where my life is at. If there's any way that maybe we could just have, like, a phone call conversation, like...
0: You really thought that was going to be weird for her after her doing, essentially, not the exact same, but a similar thing for you? In fact, I mean, because, like, during the first breakup, she reached out and was right. like, hey, so you're fighting with Billy, and I'm the ex, and if you need... I don't know. I, I feel well, like I that would have been that a natural have, person to I, call. Uh,
1: well, I thought that at that point that I guess she wouldn't really want to, like, divulge into it, because... Mm like reaching out to me in the first place is hard enough so i was just trying to be cautious of like what are what are your boundaries i guess does that Mm -hmm. make sense
0: uh i mean i see i know what you're trying to say but i i just i don't think that concept makes sense just in in that it seems like she was so eager to divulge and help you through our short first breakup when
1: we went to that what's that place baked you know what i'm talking about
0: uh you two went to baked
1: yeah yeah yeah, 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 like some place like down near Walker Street. Yeah, and like we sat down and we talked, and I just kept telling her like all these things, and I was just like, I'm just really confused. Like, am I in the wrong here? Like, da 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 da. And um, I actually don't think that talking to Paige was necessarily actually helpful, and talking to Jackie was definitely not helpful. That's yeah, rarely. Um, no, she's a really nice girl, but.
0: But, yeah, a little, you know, cuckoo bananas, as she would say.
1: No, I don't think that she's cuckoo ban- Well, at least for my interaction with her, she didn't seem cuckoo bananas. I just think that, like, having somebody just say, like, all the negative things when you're, like, I'm trying to get some sort of reinforcement that, like, this wasn't all just a giant shit show. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I guess that that was, like, the entire thing of talking to them I thought would, like, give me some sort of closure. But it just ended up opening up old wounds. Yeah. And, Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is.
0: So what was the outcome of that? Of uh, were you in the wrong? Were you in the right? I'm sure they they were just like, you're fine, you're fine. You're totally fine. hundred percent. You're in the clear. Yeah. They
1: were like, no, like, you know, this is all all, like emotional manipulation. This is all gaslighting. This is all blah, 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 blah. And like, this is love bombing. And like, here, read these like 12 articles. Mm. And I don't know. By the end of it, I was just kind of like, I really maybe shouldn't have done that, and like my therapist in the next week was just like, "I told you not to go over there." Like, so you had been you I had did. been
0: thinking about doing that for at least a, a week.
1: Yeah, a week. Well, I talked to my therapist on Tuesday, and then I was like, "Ah, fuck that advice," and I went on Thursday. Sure, so, <laughs> sure. Because I'm not very good at therapy. Uh,
0: yeah, we're trying. There's it's it's interesting. You were like, uh, you know, like, am I in the wrong or not? Was the question. And so we have been exploring in therapy in, in the group was the concept of like, it, it, it stop trying to figure out if someone's right or wrong because there is no one who's just right or like, we, we ask those questions so we know if we're good people or bad people, mm-hmm. but none of us are good or bad people. Right. And, and so we have to be comfortable being sometimes bad people. Right. And that's something I know both my relationships with Paige, you know, like the first- I think, you know, half of the relationship with Paige is something I have to own up to and think about. And, you know, parts of my relationship with you is where I go, like, this is where I was not a great person. Yeah. And then there's other parts where, like, I am, like, the best person. And that's, like, you right. know, kind of how humans are made up of. Yeah. So, it seems it, – I just find it interesting that you finding closure was finding out whether or not you were right or wrong. And by way of that, almost, like, was I the good person or bad person in this relationship? Right. What do you think now?
1: Um – I don't really know. I don't know what to make of any of it, honestly. I think that I had a lot of like emotional breaks, which I definitely like took out on you, like at times. Um, I had a lot of like, like arguments escalated with us really quickly. Very quickly. They went from zero to a hundred and like, like race car driver, like, on the go um and i think that most of the escalation was on my part so i think that i was wrong in that sense but i also think that like honestly and i don't mean this to sound like cruel or anything i i
0: i I told you when you come here be honest be open right you know
1: but like you really didn't have a lot of like experience in actual relationships so a lot of the things that like i was arguing with you about i was just like how do you not get this like this is not normal behavior like people that like care about each other like don't act like this and i also think that maybe like we weren't as communicative as we could have been about like the world of polyamory and like we could have set our boundaries up more clearly but that being said I did have one rule, and that was tell me before you hook up with somebody. I knew
0: this was going to eventually come up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I told you, tell me before you hook up with somebody. Mm -hmm. And you tried to tell me that... Who
0: did I hook up with? Who did I hook up with that I didn't tell you?
1: The porn star at the AVN Awards.
0: Jade Taylor, I did not hook up with. You fingered her. I was on a microphone as she was explaining A spot versus G spot versus whatever spots. And says... Can I show you while I'm surrounded by her boyfriend who gives a nod and two other people? And there's like, no, I understand. Yeah, you so like, explained all this. To my me. hand was in her cunt. I did not finger her. My hand was just in there. And she's like, okay, now turn your hand down. And that's it. That's not a hookup.
1: Yeah. So I would argue that you had sexual contact with somebody and that if it was me and I was in your shoes, I would say, hold on a second. I have commitments to somebody. Mm. I'm just going to test to see if this is okay, which I totally would have said, yeah, dude, that's rad. Like mm. sounds like a good content piece for your show. But the fact that you didn't have any consideration for how I might feel was extremely damaging.
0: I did tell you about all the other hookups that did or were being planned to happen, right?
1: Yeah. Definitely. Possible.
0: Maybe I don't see that as a hookup. And a lot of other people who I tried to clear that with be like, am I crazy here? Like, I don't know. And, but it's like, but you that also said to
1: me. But you also said to me afterwards. First of all, when you told me about it, you called it fingering. Second, of well, all, yeah, tech,
0: my fingers second, are in there, but I'm not like hooking up with. Her. Second of all, okay,
1: you told me during that conversation that fingering isn't sex, and that's just like a weird thing to say to somebody who's bisexual. Sure. And third of all, you told me that it's not cheating if it's for
0: your work. That's not exactly how I phrased it. That is not a like me doing sexual contact. That was like if I was in the middle of like a, a workshop. I I wouldn't um if I was like at a if I was at like a burlesque show and someone like a, one of the performers comes up and like is looking for someone to just like rub her titties in their face and someone did that to me I wouldn't have like I wouldn't have texted you first to be like hey by the way this is about to happen or anything like that because I'm in the thing. But you would have told d- me
1: like hey I'm going to a burlesque show and I would have been like oh okay.
0: You would have assumed that there'd be sexual contact from the burlesque show.
1: No, I would have assumed that like something something could happen. happen, And you don't think the
0: same? Where I'm like, I'm going to a porn convention for the week because I did tell you like when I fucked a different porn. I actually told you about the whole Jay Taylor thing while I was in a taxi ride on the way to a porn store. I did tell you about
1: right. I was like, I'm
0: going. I'm sleeping over at Lexus's, and we're probably gonna be fucking. And right. But like, I was also telling you about this that just happened because there was no real mechanism to. Again, it's not like she's like, hey, by the way, do you want to shoot a little porn with us upstairs? POV? Like, hey, no one will see your face. That I would have hit you up for because that's like more of a hookup.
1: No, I totally understand that you've got your point of view on this. You're just never going to convince me that you didn't fucking break my heart. Mm -hmm. Like, you completely destroyed me because I thought I could trust you. Mm -hmm. And you had zero consideration for my feelings.
0: That's one I would would disagree with because you can't tell me what I felt or what I consider or don't consider. Because your, your fans is actually one of the only people I your, do consider. I'll
1: go back to your need for me. I feel that you didn't have consideration for your feelings. Oh, for listeners, I was told by Billy that whenever we're having arguments, I am supposed to say, I feel, before I say, you're a shitty person. We,
0: we do, you <laughs> do. Remember, you do remember that. Yeah. All right. I use that still. Okay.
1: Yeah. But it's usually me being like a total cunt to people and saying, I feel... That you mm-hmm. are a total piece of shit piled underneath the earth. And that I hope the worms eat you. Is
0: that what you're telling me right now? No. That's okay. like
1: me saying an example of like...
0: You would only tell me that at a sex party. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we could clear the Jay Taylor thing up. we not clear it up, but at least air it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I know, I remember there, that. Yeah, that was one of the things. Uh, points of contention. I guess... The, there was another question someone asked that kind of ties into that. Um, is, wait, is an interesting observation, the like I didn't have experienced relationships because I had actually just finished like two years of dating Paige. Not that that gives me the utmost experience, but, how but how is it is an interesting right. context of like why does he understand this?
1: But having a relationship yeah. with one person gives you only one point of view. Yeah,
0: no, I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing yeah. with you with this context. I never thought of it like, oh, I'm just inexperienced and dumb with dating. I did, I threw that card a lot. I think I, I thought I had run out of that card with Paige. I, I would throw that out and be like, I don't I'm know a I'm fucking doing. idiot. What do right. I know? Right. Um, I mean, I am professionally bad at dating. But, it, you know, it, I never really thought of the why does he not get this thing that – you know the standard is you do x y or z and then i was like oh i always thought it was q and i don't ever thought about that there was um someone had asked um every relationship in life teaches you something this comes from sean um what did you learn from this one
1: um don't date dudes with podcasts um (laughs) um
0: is that, is that a serious one or no, or is that like a fun talking cheek No, that's just thing? me okay. being a douche. Because you do live in New York City and it's hard to date someone who doesn't have a podcast.
1: Yeah, that is true. Um, that is actually a true thing. Um, what did I learn? Um, I guess from our relationship, I learned a lot about like my boundaries and things that like I won't put up with. Mm-hmm. Um because it was so inflammatory at times agreed. yeah that i guess prior to our relationship i really didn't stand up for myself Mm. but with ours i don't know if it was me being like always put on a pedestal and thinking that like i had the space to actually like stand up for myself because i knew it wasn't somebody that like just really liked me or said they loved me, but it was Mm. somebody that like actually adored me. So I felt like I actually could be like, no, like this is how I feel. But I guess as shitty as I handled a lot of it, I think I grew in a lot of my, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Do you kind of get what I'm saying?
0: A little bit. You, you you, You felt it was easier. You thought I put you on the pedestal, right? Yeah. What? Would well, there you go. I mean, that, yeah, that makes perfect sense. If there's a power, if, if there's a seem, at least from your perception of power imbalance. Yeah. Yeah. You have the power. So it's easier to do this. I feel like maybe if if I was playing hard to, harder to get, maybe you would have felt differently. Maybe you wouldn't have. Maybe right. you would have been like, who's this straight guy who's like making me feel things, but also like he's, he's all affectionate and then he's cold and this and Right, maybe it would have been different because maybe I would have had the power or whatever there. Right. But you definitely were in the power position the whole time because I think that's definitely something I do or have done with people. I am crazy into is I put on the pedestal and like I want this to stay. I want to figure out a way to make this last longer. Maybe it's something I picked it up from my dad. Don't know. Haven't explored that yet. But, I don't
1: really know if you got that from your dad.
0: Well, I mean, he he did. You know, it did take my parents five times over the course of eight years to fully right, get right, divorced. Right. Yeah, you did tell me that because that guy. Yeah, I mean my dad jesus like i think by d- separation number three or four my sisters and i were like dude this is over like yeah. let it but yeah i definitely do that because and that's why i never really i would try to stand up for myself at times i would even like be like tonight i'm going to tell uh shay this and and uh yeah no uh because because you were angry too and you being angry was more important to me than me being angry making you feel better always took precedence to me over making myself feel better because that's what I do with someone who I'm like fucking goo goo gaga over. Right now. I haven't been many women like that in my life. You know, you're part of a small handful.
1: I guess I'm like, like I can totally recognize this fault in me, but like I'm really, really selfish. And like when it comes to relationships and like, I don't think that like my therapist would agree and I don't think like my mom would agree, but I really do like put myself in the position of like, no, I need to get it my way because there's nothing scarier to me because of like the whole relationship. Like mm-hmm. the yeah. asshole guy.
0: Yeah. Um, that That's one where when you told me I was your most, uh, I don't know if you use the word traumatizing relationship or the worst relationship or anything like that.
1: Traumatizing breakup.
0: Okay. Um, well, you, I I, will not just now. I mean like back, back when it had like during the call, you called me either like your worst boy, like relationship ever, or you use some sort of negative word where I was the most of it. And I was like, Guy put a fucking gun in your mouth. Like, what the fuck? Like, that right. That that was one of the things I think I was angriest about even after my initial well, anger say of the breakup. When
1: you when you're angry that you don't sure. actually mean, you know? Like, when you're... I think you're, when you're going through a breakup, you just let out anything and everything. Yeah,
0: you hurt people, hurt people. But I think that was one thing that stuck to, with me where I, up until, like, you know, still right now, was not sure if that's something you truly believed. Yes. I think I leaned towards... I think they really think I was the worst one. And if that's, if they truly think that they're fucking crazy, that was my thought. And that's been my thought for the better part, you know, for over a year was like, there's no fucking way I'm worse than that guy. Right. And, and I get that. It could have just been that, but I don't know why. I just believe that that's what you believe.
1: Well, yeah, because when somebody says something damaging to you, you're going to take it like, and internalize it. Um,
0: did I say anything like that to you that sticks with? No. Okay.
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, everybody calls me crazy. So, like, you calling me crazy kind of just, like, bounced off me. I Mm. was like, oh, well, I probably am. So, then I found out that I actually am.
0: Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Fun times. That's
1: a really fun development in, like, the therapy world. But now I'm on meds. So, less crazy.
0: And you were – when we started running into each other at the Hacienda, were you – I guess you were on, like, a different You when you came up to apologize to me in a way, like, you were all – like the first go-to thing you said was like oh and i've had some medication changes and uh which is one of the reasons why i was instantly like i'm not gonna stay angry like this is an apology take a win okay so like the absolute
1: transparency for this and i can't believe i'm gonna actually say this on a fucking podcast but um the actual absolute transparency of it is i was put on um depression medication okay because my therapist and psychiatrist thought like Oh well, you've been really depressed for like two, three weeks. Like maybe we should do something about that. Why don't we try putting you on this? And then they increased my dose and increased my dose. Like over like the course of a the week, they were like use this much, then, sure. then the next day use this much, use this much. And um by the end of that, I started having these really, really crazy up and down mood swings. Like where one day I was literally staying up until like four o'clock in the morning sleeping for like two hours going to work the next day not tired at all and then the two days after that I'm like so incredibly exhausted feel like I can't get out of bed like crying over nothing like suicidal thoughts and like like absolutely batty cuckoo stuff and like um went to my therapist went to my psychiatrist about it and they told me that that is actually how they diagnose people a lot of times who have bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So from there, they were like, "Okay, it seems to us that you may have bipolar disorder. We're going to start you on new medications that are going to try to give you like an equilibrium. We're going to put you on like an antipsychotic and a, um, I can't think of the other word right now, but another one, and um." During the up and down and up and down and up and down, that's when I went to that play party. And Mm -hmm. so I was like not in a frame of mind. And that's not an excuse. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm never trying to use like my mental illness Mm -hmm. as a like... And, like, I think about that sometimes, too, with past relationships. Like, had I been on the right medication, like, how would other relationships have worked out?
0: How do you think ours would have worked out?
1: Well, I think it would have been a lot less inflammatory and explosive.
0: But if ours was less inflammatory and explosive, do you think that relationship stretches longer or lasts?
1: I think it maybe would have stretched longer, but I actually don't think that we had the baseline compatibility to work long term. I think that like from the arguments and everything, I can say with almost absolute confidence that like it wouldn't have worked long term for me. Mm-hmm. Like I saw in at the end of December, right after Christmas, that I was right, like that, well, this that, is never gonna right, last. Right. But
0: if that was if that situation, if the, the relationship was less inflammatory, that situation never happens. Uh the 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 talks on the phone about the Jay Taylor stuff, that never happens in the same way. And that's what that's right, why I it get was curious. Well yeah. like what were some of the baseline incompatibilities, I guess, is what I'm Well, getting
1: at. when I told you that I was genderqueer. You
0: texted me. Texted
1: There's you There's a lot I was of context
0: to the text.
1: Right. When I texted you that I was genderqueer, the fact that yeah. I was met with like nothing but opposition and the entire argument turned into something about you and how like I was going through like a huge sure. a, a huge coming out. And Instead of being supportive or trying to be like, I want to understand this, you turned it into a giant affront on yourself.
0: I, and I've never, I've not defended my actions of the night. No. But I've never liked the way you've told that story. There's another story also, and we'll get into it later, but it's like, I never, I also feel like I know a lot about gaslighting because you sent me a lot of articles about gaslighting. So I definitely know about it. Right. But it was like, you know, you just say like, "Oh, I can't." Like, I came out. You, I texted you that I was genderqueer. It's like that's not really what it was. It was like you casually made, like in passing, reference it as if I already knew via text when you're out at night partying, and I know I can't call you, and I know you're doing drugs. I yeah, like it, I mean, it's not a time to get mad at you. You know, there's a lot well, to it.
1: I actually have like all of those text messages. Sure, do it. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't delete anything saved into a
1: PDF on my sure. phone. Um, that. I like printed and gave to like my therapist and I'm like, I know this is a long read, but I need you to right. read it before next week. And when I came out to you, I was actually like in an excited form telling you, you won't believe this, mm. this really exciting thing happened with me and, and I was actually elated. And I was hoping to be met with something similar, mm. but instead I was met with a door being shut in my face. Mm.
0: Something happened. Something clicked in me that night that scared the shit out of me because that that doesn't happen. Um, that was a scary night. That it's it's I was actually thinking of the night when you just brought up don't want not want to use mental illness as like an excuse for things rather than ex- rather as an explanation or whatever. Right. Um, because that's initially when in the context of us, that's what my mind goes to if I think mental illness, because I don't know what that was. Um it was not like there was no. It wasn't rational because even when I remembered it one way, when I went the next day to the and text, looked at it, yeah, I th- you told yeah, because the that. first thing I went to Katie, like the DMs with Katie, was like, oh, that doesn't go the way I thought it, it was when I in the moment last night, and then later I went and reread all the texts, and I was like, ooh, that also did not go in the order of events I thought it did, yeah. and I was up till five six a.m. I mean, look, there, I've never. I've never wanted to kill myself. I've never thought I was going to kill myself. Right. But if there was a night I was going to, it was that night. Right. Because I had to call a friend and be like, I just need to be on the phone so I can't do other things. Right. And I called the one person in California who uh, gave a shit enough that would maybe be awake. Thank God she was. I, I genuinely don't know what happens if I go to bed without being on the phone with someone Then right. Night. It was a scary fucking night for me. I understand it was super scary, not fun for you. Um. But that night, yeah, that was a fucked up night.
1: Really fucked um, up.
0: And I don't know what that was. It was as scary as, a fu- as fuck. It was the only night where I wasn't sure if I'd wake up in the morning. Yeah. It was scary.
1: No, I know that fear. I mean, it's... The entire night set me up for to this day being absolutely terrified of telling people that I'm genderqueer. Mm. Like, the very first day that I come out about it, having... That explosive shit show.
0: Could we just not phrase it as a coming out? Because it wasn't quite a coming out to me. Because you also, you told me that that you said, oh, I thought you already knew.
1: Well, I mean, like, like I, I talked I to you about like.
0: Boyness and girlness, yeah. right? And it was never like a coming out. So let's just not phrase it as like, Billy, when I came out to you as genderqueer, because that's not what genuine, that's not really what happened. It's fine. I understand, like, what you're trying to say, but can we just not phrase it that way? Because it's... No, to make I it wholeheartedly
1: sound like, disagree. Because I said in the text messages, no, I am genderqueer, but, which is a coming out.
0: Well, yeah, that's not... Like, yeah, that's, that's afterwards. Because I'm like, I think my... Was my initial response something like, what What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, you were like, I'm confused. Right, right. So, and then later in it, you say, like, I thought you knew this. Like, I remember very explicitly yes. there was that. So, I don't... I just I mean, I know it sounds like I'm arguing semantics, but I, I really... I don't feel comfortable when you say, like, when I came out to you as genderqueer, this, because it wasn't quite how that went down.
1: No, I wholeheartedly disagree. Okay. Because when somebody says to you, yes, I am genderqueer, well, and then – That no, one is wait, the coming out. Me, right. okay. Stop interrupting me. Um, so when I'm saying to you, yes, I am coming out to you, I thought that you would understand. That was me saying, I thought this would be easy to tell you. Because I thought you already figured as much like you talk to people all the time on your podcast Mm -hmm. that are of like alternative genders and like somewhere on the gender spectrum. Like I thought that you would be the safest person that I could talk to about it. And I couldn't have been more wrong.
0: You were right, just not in that moment and the way in which it happened in my confusion, then whatever snapped. Because obviously, like if you had just like told me in really almost any other context, it would have been a big old like awesome. This is great, you know. Which night, you know, what what are we? It was just the way in which it all went down. But I've also, again, I've never defended the um, the events of the night. But it, the the origin always felt like was not always the most accurately right shared. Um, but that was a but rough night. For, but that sides, was all that that. Ni- there's
1: two sides to every story. Sure, my experience and his <laughs> experience, especially. Um. Are semi-aligned mm-hmm. and I think that like you're totally you're totally entitled to your mm-hmm. view of the situation but it's not going to change the fact that like that was traumatic for me
0: Yeah, the fact that we got back together led to a month of not goodness yeah because I really the relationship should have just stayed ended. ended yeah I think that was the night if there's a night that it's going to I no think that's... it
1: definitely should have stayed ended then like I honestly don't even remember what happened over the course. Of, I think it was like a week.
0: Um, yeah, a few, several days, uh, about a week. You know, whatever it was, it was like right before New Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, I like. I mean, this all went down December 26th, and then like right, because yeah, we the were back day
1: that day after or two it was days. Was just the day after, dad died that you called her a cunt and you knew that.
0: I okay, we're gonna. I'm still gonna remind you that. I did not know in that moment as I forget information about fucking anyone and everyone right. until things are repeated to me. So I did not call her that in, by the way, it's also in the context of the, that snap, right. Not an excuse, but an explanation. I didn't just randomly call your friend a cunt, but, um, I did not know that. Well,
1: you that did moment. know that, but you didn't know it in the moment.
0: That fine. I acquiesce to that phrasing. Um, yeah, it was too, the, I remember just being cause they after Christmas, but that is another way to remember it. Yeah. Um, so, but we were back together by New Year's Eve, but we didn't spend New Year's Eve together. That's just in terms of timeline. It was like under a week. It was several days. Yeah. Um, I remember just being sad. And then, uh, then we met at Argo mm. in between. There was the whole page connection, which was like, wholly uncomfortable right um but then no we sat in argo for like i mean that was part of like why i anticipated being like i don't know what the right time length for this ch- talk is i just remember argo coffee was like a three four hour talk right and i think i still like have that letter right um and again that was another like especially then i think because i realized how wrong i was in the night um how wrong i was about that night i spent the next month on an apology tour essentially. Anytime there was a thing, I was—I think whenever I decide to stop fighting and realize I might be a little wrong, it did not become in my head, I'm a little wrong. Let's figure out how we're both wrong. It was like, I'm wrong and I am wrong and I'm going to do everything I can to make it up to this person because holy shit, I'm so wrong. Which again, was like.
1: I can see how you would like. Wanna, I was overcorrecting yeah, after, yeah. after that
0: night for how bad it was and how bad I was. Right. Um it was just always an overcorrection for me which i don't think ever let me really be back in that relationship right because i always felt like i'm groveling right what's going what's would... going on for you for that month of time afterwards like why like why i think i think the easy question is like why are you back together with me after that
1: i think i was trying <laughs> to settle back into it because i i think i just still wanted to be in a relationship i wanted to like still have somebody in my life and i thought like I have it in me to make things work. Like I can, I can like work through things with this person. And I really thought that like that was possible, but it was like, I felt like I was convincing myself every day mm. that I'm like, I'm in this. But I think in the back of my mind, I knew that like there was like a rep irrepar- a rep irrepar-
0: irreparable harm.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: What's it like hearing someone tell you that they love you without feeling the same? Um, I yeah, genuinely ask because I, I haven't been in the position.
1: Yeah, I actually had never been in that position before either. But I honestly, like, to be completely, like, frank with you, like, I honestly felt, like, guilty almost every time that I heard you say, like, I love you. Um, Like, I felt like I wasn't able to give enough. Like, I wasn't able to be enough for this relationship. And, like, like I shouldn't be in it because I... I can't give him what he needs. Even though you told me time and time and time again, you don't have to say it back. I don't need you to say it back. I still felt guilty all the time.
0: Like a sense of selfishness, like emotional selfishness. Yeah. Like, because that's what I think you think you are. When you were talking before about, like, oh, I'm, you know, I know I'm selfish or this part of me that's selfish, but like people who know me wouldn't think that. And that's because, like, surface level, you are not a selfish person. I described a fucking painting. That like I saw in Amsterdam once years ago. And then you're like, you tried to make it your mission to find it. And then like you just, you, when you couldn't find it, you took the Facebook photo that I had of it. Right. And then, and then you I like, warped
1: it on Photoshop. Yeah.
0: You warped it and you tried to get it like on a canvas. So like I could have the painting that I told you it's the only painting I've ever wanted in my life. Right. The physically on you were like, I'm going to try to find it. If I can't find it, I'm going to, I'm going to recreate it. Yeah. Um, I you are not that. a selfish person.
1: No, like I can be, I but definitely emotionally
0: can be. selfish. But yeah. I don't think you're so. Se- I sort surf- like in terms of like, you know, two people in a thing, two people. I don't know, want a piece of bread. Like I feel like you're not the person who takes the last piece right. without seeing if anyone else wants it. Right. But emotionally selfish. I mean, I'm not going to try to pretend like I know whether or not. But I think that's more what you describe yourself as. But I would, yeah. I would always disagree if you wanted to try to call yourself a categorically selfish person. I agree with your mother. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're how you handle yourself emotionally in relationships. That's between you and your therapist. But right. You know, I just hope you don't genuinely think yourself as selfish.
1: Um, no, I think I have selfish tendencies. And I think a lot of that comes from, from the relationship. Sure. I think that a defense. Yeah. Like I put a wall up because I'm like, if I am not, Emotionally selfish this person like might beat me this person might lock me in a room this person might put a gun in my mouth this Mm. person might do all these awful things to me and it's just like this weird knee jerk fucked up response because of that and I mean I don't know maybe maybe I've worked through it more but I don't really know.
0: The ex girlfriend in college, and I, I'm asking this question not to sandbag you. I promise, okay, and you can yeah. throw back whatever shitty things I've done if, if you want uh, in response. But the the ex girlfriend you had in college Virginia. was that huh? Virginia. Okay, was that before or after? Uh, it was during. it was during. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you had a person who committed like physical trauma on you. Mm-hmm. You also have someone like you've done that too. Like oh you've-
1: no! You're talking about Sammy.
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of names to write down. Um. Yeah. What's was what, so was that one before or after him after, and what's what goes like so you? Do you want to explain? I don't want. I want to sit here and be like you. You fucking hate your girl, but like, do you want to sh- say that on your own terms or?
1: It's probably not something that I'm willing to discuss because it is like the black mark of like my entire dating life.
0: Sure, but as someone who's had similar black marks done onto you, mm-hmm. it, it, I like again, I promise not to sandbag to be like, look right. what they did. It really is like it, to show like you've been on both sides of that coin, right. especially when you did it afterwards. Right. And we're talking about being emotionally selfish and and service level selfish. I, I don't know. Right. It's a story that came no, up. No, I head. don't.
1: I don't have any excuse for my actions that night. I literally like there's nothing that I can say. It's just inexcusable.
0: What what's how do you think about yourself like in the in the days and months or whatever afterwards within all that context?
1: Oh, I absolutely hated myself. I thought I was worse than mm. me. I thought like I, I purposely like didn't enter into any relationships like Because I, I thought I wasn't good for people. I thought if I can't handle myself or like keep control of my anger, I shouldn't be with anybody.
0: Both as a defense mechanism, you don't want to get too close to people because they might emotionally or physically hurt you. At the same time, you seem to think like, well, I'm a piece of shit because I did this thing one night. So I don't deserve everyone there. I deserve no one. And yet you became someone who dates a little bit of everyone.
1: Um, Well, I didn't date anybody at that point for like quite a long time, Um, like at all. It was also because I was like, well, if I date somebody, they're going to like cheat on me with my best friend. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of reasons why I didn't date at all after that.
0: I wonder if I I have less defenses because of not having
1: relationships like aside from me and Paige.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've had other things that were serious but didn't get to a certain level. I wonder if it's – no, it's still not on the wall. Um, I had other things where, like, I felt very intensely towards women and then they didn't return it back. But I was never the boyfriend, which is, like, the reason this show exists. Right. Um, So the most defensive I would get was just be, like, conscientious Mm -hmm. uh, or conscious of, like, whatever I'm in. But I never got any of these, like um, – I didn't really get a lot of baggage stuff until – after page because yeah it's the only relationship and you had a lot of relationship experience too much which came with a lot of baggage but so probably a good bit of knowledge i would hope i mean granted like you were like relatively young when i met you right which and you didn't act it which is one of the reasons i was so into into it because I was right. like oh god this, this is a person of this age and it totally doesn't act like it and driven and motivated yeah. and all that stuff
1: um, My my yeah. therapist calls it being a parental child. It's a term she coined. Like when you're like a trauma llama of a person. Sure. And like, you know, you go through having to like, you know, like parenting my sister when I was 15, mm. like when my mom was sick and like going through like different like relationship traumas and like losing people to like drugs and like things like that. You just like grow up a lot quicker. Yeah. Um. And I guess like it made me grow a thick skin, mm. but it also made me miss out on a lot because I never really like got to do the whole like letting go and being like 21, 22.
0: When did you finally feel like over the breakup?
1: Hmm, um, I'm not like, I still like randomly get upset about like different parts of it. Like I, I talked to my primary partner now about like different parts of it. He actually sent me a text message before I came here and he was like, do you want me to come over and bring you pie later? Are you going to need aftercare? And I'm like, I won't need aftercare. Like you're a fucking douche, but like. <laughs>
0: the person I've been seeing right now did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Was like, did you want to come over? Do you want me to come over? Can I help? Can right. you text me after? Right. Um, which is nice to know there's people who care yeah uh, and give a shit but yeah no i mean
1: i'm super super lucky to have him like super super lucky mm-hmm. like had it not been for you, you also i
0: mean you also did say the same thing about the whatever the guy Cody? was yeah shit.
1: well i mean no ross is like a different type of person like my my partner's like a, a very different person like the way that we poly is like literally like identical. And I've never been in a relationship with somebody where like, we don't fight. Mm -hmm. We've been together almost eight months. And like we, when we have a problem and things start escalating, we just go, whoa, hold on. Let's slow down. What are we actually arguing about? Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's insanely good. We're, um we're actually, we're moving in together in July. It's very exciting. Yeah. Um, and, we're co-partnering the new playscapes um at hacienda mm-hmm. which is super super exciting um and like it's just functional like i don't know i shouldn't jinx it or anything but like i'm pretty sure yeah, you I- don't want
0: let, let me tell you from personal experience is and it's happened a lot yeah like ca- careful to get ahead. things like recorded on a podcast that doesn't come out tomorrow and then weeks or months later like a thing can be out this comes out next week but like if it, <laughs> if it comes out like three six months i have some episodes where it takes three months to come out and then it finally comes out i was like oh boy uh we'd say we say the talk about my girlfriend a lot and there is not one so we should uh address that
1: right right <laughs>
0: uh i think for like four or five months after our breakup i had to like if it was an avn episode because, like, those ones... You have to,
1: like, preface it? Yeah, I'll
0: do, like, about... You know, there might be, like... Last year, I did nine, and they came out over the span of, like, six months. Yeah. So, it might be four or five months later, I'm actually feeling healed, but, like, I'm listening to a recording, like, oh, fuck, we talked about Shay again. Uh, oops. And uh, so, I got, like, clarified. Like, hey, we talked about ex-girlfriend, and just, like, heads up, you know, this, that's, if you forgot, is over. Yeah. um So, just... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You don't you don't want to hear this like uh, two months from now, <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, may, may it may it go wonderfully well. Yeah, um, thank you. I mean, what do you have any questions for me regarding like the relationship before, during, after? To say you're still not over something, it, it, it seems like there's things there could be closure on. And this is a no, very it... unique opportunity.
1: <laughs> no, definitely. Um. I don't think it's, like, that I have questions. It's that just I have still things that, like, I'm just still, like, hurting over, you know? Like I said, like, I have a really hard time coming out to people about being genderqueer. I talk about it a lot in my script, like, with the genderqueer character. (laughs) And, like, I, I just can't fully... Sometimes I can't, I can't fully feel open and myself because of that. And then there's also things of like getting into arguments with people and being like, oh my God, am I just like being crazy? Because like by the end of it, that was like the thing that like you would say to me the most is that like you're being crazy. And like that stuck with me for a very long time. I don't know. I, I really don't. I really don't have anything that like I've been like aching to ask.
0: Mm. But yeah, it still sits with you. Yeah, in a way.
1: Yeah, but I think I think almost all my relationships do. I'm sure stuff from Paige still sits with you and I'm st- sure stuff from me still sits with you. Like I am definitely not over E. Mm. I'm definitely not over Sammy. I'm definitely not over <laughs> definitely not over Cody. I guess I don't really believe that you actually like can ever really fully walk away from relationships. Hmm. Like I kind of think that when you're with somebody and you have such an intense emotional bond, those things just inform you for the rest of your life. They never really go away.
0: So there was an intense emotional bond.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't think it was ever love, but there was like a very intense emotional bond. I wouldn't have gotten back together with you three times. Well, mm. two, like two times yeah. with three different, right. you know, thingies. Yeah, Like I wouldn't have done that if there wasn't an intense emotional bond. And like, it was an exciting time for me because I was for the first time ever being introduced to like the sex positive community. And like, I went to a makeout party and like, then I went to a sex party. I'm like, whoa, like everything is crazy. And like, so cool and like oh my gosh I was spanked and I really liked it and like that was all eye-opening to me and now like now I'm like
0: you're you're just knee-deep in it
1: yeah I actually we did the math um my partner and I and we average at four sex parties a month at this point
0: Yeah, I've always just said that's just – for me, that's exhausting and expensive. But um, I tried doing two-in-one night ones with Paige, and I was just like – we instantly realized, like, no, let's not do that again. Space them out.
1: Right. Well, a lot of the parties that we go to, we either volunteer, so um, that makes it not expensive. Or we um, go to parties, like, you know, like at people's, like, places. Or, like, you know, the hotel parties that you have a friend hosting or something like that. And those are always free, so. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it easier. I, uh, like I'm like when you get into the sex positive community, you think like, oh, there's only Wonderland. There's only like Hacienda. There's, there's, there's all only sorts like N S FW. Um but then you realize like once you actually get into it and you're like, holy shit, I have like 150 friends. Like, what is this? Like my life has exploded. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, oh, well, you know, this person's having a play party. This person's having a play party. So it makes it like super,
0: super easy. Um, the first Renee, uh, I think what they call them the Renaissance. Renee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Re- that first party, um,
1: the school thing, the back to school. Yeah, thing
0: Schools on. out is, uh, or back to school, which was, I always thought was a terrible theme. Cause like, great. Let's remind Let's remind myself of a time when no one wanted to fuck me. Yeah. That's a great theme. <laughs> okay. Um, was there any nervousness about like, am I going to be there? Yeah, Is, totally. Yeah, and what you didn't think to be like, Billy, I'm going to this. Are you going to it?
1: No, I didn't want to at all. Um, I
0: really wanted to, and I was told not to.
1: No, I. That's exactly what happened to me. Um, so I was with my triad at the time, right? And um, which by the way, we had the cutest outfits there. Do you remember?
0: Yes, I remember. It, it was like, totally was part of the reason why I was extra uncomfortable. Great, why Shay's here? And looking hot, and with hot people. Oh no! And it was
1: like truly. If incredible. I had gone,
0: if I had gone alone, I would have been a fucking wreck. I'm so glad I had some. I was with someone there who understood the gravity of that to me, yeah, and was like afterwards, in the course of a lift ride, able to really bring me back. Um, even even if I if in what happened that night, like hadn't happened, I still was a wreck most of the night just because I was so like fuck, Chase. So we spent most of time in Eric's room because like I didn't want to be out. Yeah. Like I was so thrilled when we got invited upstairs because, like, cool. I don't have to go and be around. Because especially for me, it's like I always had seen that as like like not that one person owns a space, and this happens for breakups all the time. Especially like in this scene, right? But like that was really my especially that was my one space, especially at that point because you know I had two parties that banned me for really no good reason, right? Um, just because or you be- banned from that whole thing in March, that big comment thread. No, House
1: no, what,
0: no! Which ones? uh House of Scorpio and NSFW. Oh, well, that's not a loss, right? But that was one place that you know, like I knew I was welcome at and I felt good at. And then there was the NSFW. Daniel was like, "Look, my hands are tied because i you know, I have my theory of exactly who, but like, I someone's telling me like I really like she's making this a out thing." Hmm. So was, I got banned for two communities in a day that like I had no.
1: Well you're not like that kinky. So an SFW isn't like a huge, and huge loss.
0: A, it's a huge loss. Play party. Well it's no, a fun I'm just, party. I'm yeah. sorry.
1: I'm just like trying yeah, please to Please like, don't downplay no, the- no, I'm trying to like make it not as terrible. No, for no, it you. was it was just, I don't know. Yeah, it's
0: okay, it's okay. But yeah, just uh no seeing you there and like seeing you happy. You know, that I was I was uh, it was a rough night for me. It was even if again, even if we hadn't interacted at all, it was gonna be a fucking rough night. So yes, you had very cute outfits and it was one of the many things that made me go like, Okay, this is gonna be a night. Yeah. If you had well, showed up looking like shit, maybe like, you know, maybe you got ugly or something, that, that could have been cool. If you had had a dumb haircut I could make fun of in my head, yeah. that would have been helpful. Yeah. But it's like, no, none of the haircuts, even when you want to do like Andy Warhol, it's like, no, it looks great. Yeah.
1: Rocking and the Andy Warhol now.
0: Yeah. It's pretty
1: great. Um, no, before I went to that party, I was with, um, my triad and they were both just like, he's not going to be there. I'm like, he's totally
0: yeah i'm i go to every single one right <laughs> was i was like, like what's totally gonna be there
1: um and they were like i don't know they were like don't text him like just go it doesn't matter if he's there you're with us and they just the entire night did a great job of any time they saw me like getting distracted like mentally distracted they would like pull me back out of it mm-hmm. and pull me back out of it
0: so you had the same thing that night too
1: um i was being need- i was need- distracted yeah I would definitely say I was distracted. And that was also – it was also the first play party that I went to with my triad. So that was, like, really, really difficult mm-hmm. for us, like, as, like, a throuple, like, that we felt like that that night was, like, almost tainted a little bit by like that. Like
0: there was a dark cloud hanging over it. Right, exactly. Because that's how I felt, too. Right. And I was with someone uh, – I mean, that was not only – that was her first play party, but it was someone who was, like, relatively new. Like, yeah. we've been fucking – we weren't even dating dating. It was like we had right. been fucking for, like, a month or so. And – I had to drop heavy shit on her just because it was like, I need you to know why. Like, if I for some reason can't get hard tonight, like this is probably why.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense.
0: So I, 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 I know it's it's not great, but like I feel com. I don't want to say I feel good. I'll change it to like I feel comforted that you felt a similar distraction that night too. Right, and I wasn't the only one. I think my big. I was telling people at therapy. I just was like, I'm. I kind of was like, hey, I have this like interview on Monday. And I'm almost, I'm nervous that I'm not super, like, that's not consuming me. Right. Like, I was nervous, but I wasn't, like, consumed every day, but like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And I was nervous about that. And I think what I realized yesterday was, like, I'm nervous I'm going to sit down, and, I'm gonna, and we're going to talk about stuff, and you're going to downplay what the relationship meant to you. And I think that's what I was most scared of. Because yeah. then that was something that was important to me. And the power move on your end could very easily be whatever, bro. It was three months. It wasn't that big a deal to me. And I think that's what I was most scared of.
1: Well, three months is a significant amount of time. Three months is when I knew that, like, I fell in love with my partner. Like,
0: there's some a lot of people, that can happen. Some in people, three but some, for some people, three months is nothing. Three months is, like, you know, seven, eight dates for yeah. some people, ten dates for some people, right. and you know, I don't, I didn't know what attitude you were gonna come in with, and I think that was my biggest fear. Well,
1: it was three months of like spending almost every day together. Yeah,
0: it was a very, it, for me, it was a very, like, just because it was. I've had relate, I've had relationships that weren't boyfriend girlfriend that lasted longer and right. were serious to me. But those three months were like a very powerful three months for me. I have not loved someone like that since. And I you know, that's a yeah. it's a heavy one. So I think that was my biggest fear kind of coming into tonight. Yeah. yeah. I more more I was more scared of that than fighting with you. I was more scared of uh of that than talking about December twenty sixth. I yeah. was more scared of that than talking about page stuff. Yeah. I think that was my biggest fear.
1: Yeah, I don't really know what my biggest fear was coming in. Um, I think that, I think something else that I learned from the relationship, just jumping back to that because scatterbrained, um, is like, I really like learned my definition of poly from our relationship because I don't know if you remember this, but when we went to the makeout party at house of Gemini and Scorpio. Which, by the way, I went to another one, too. And, like, it's such garbage.
0: I like, mean, it's a garbage place, but I like that there's a makeout party. I like that I had the option to go. Yeah. I don't like that they have a doorman who sometimes forces people to make out to prove that they're cool enough to be there. Yeah. But that's a whole different that's thing. That's Sal guy, yeah. Um, You that's were saying, weird. but we were there that night and what? We were
1: there that night. And I remember we got into a huge argument after that because, like, you were uncomfortable with, like, how many people I had made out with.
0: Is that what happened? I genuinely don't recollect Remember a fight after that party, so no, I'm gonna have like, to default to you. No, no, there so was like be a big, fair.
1: no, there was like a big fight because, <clears throat> like, you told me that at one point, like I, I don't know if you remember this, but we were playing spin the bottle, and at one point, like I jumped up on somebody and I, like wrapped my legs around them and like yeah. was like making out with them or whatever. And
0: there was a couple, right? Yeah. There's a couple and they were not really at all interested in me, but they were with you. Yeah, yeah,
1: that happened Did too. we get
0: into a, a fight or did I just express discomfort like, hey, I'm not angry, but th- I'm feeling this thing and here's why. No, we why. got into a fight. Like we okay. yelled at each other. Okay.
1: Um, As we do. Sure. And um, I just remember feeling like entirely like slut shame that night. And like from that moment on in the relationship, I was actually like, I felt like unable to even like date outside of us mm. because I felt like it made you so uncomfortable to see me even making out with somebody else. And I mean we dated I mean, Kate sort of, but
0: I mean we fucked Kate. Uh I don't know if we dated. I mean you two maybe did your we, dating, we but like, of like we I mean, we like we fucked Kate what a couple times?
1: Like like a, a handful or so times. Sure. But I mean, like Kate and I also like went on a couple of dates, like while you and I were dating. Right, I remember that. So and she's a really sweet girl. I don't really see her anymore. But, like, she's a sweet girl. I don't, yeah. have no problems with her. But, like, aside from that, like, I really didn't date anybody else. And it wasn't until you were in Vegas Vegas that I was like, why aren't I dating? Mm. I'm Polly," And I was just like, well, Billy's not here. So I'm going to put myself back on dating apps.
0: I mean, I know... I'm not gonna say that whatever happened the night of uh, lip service didn't yeah. happen. So, but outside of that, like I know I didn't have issues. with like I I know I had asked things and have been like, oh, you seeing people's hooking up? I mean, I know I didn't like overall over the course of a relationship. I'm pretty sure cert- I'm pretty confident saying I didn't like take issues plural no, with no, no, no. yeah.
1: But it was like something that was like at the beginning of the relationship that was like an initial well halfway through the relationship mm-hmm. that was like this initial like twinge of uncomfort and yeah. f- from there on i was kind of like oh no maybe i shouldn't because it's gonna make billy jealous mm. um which was like a weird way to poly for me where it was like i felt like i would only date or like hook up with people in conjunction with you if that makes sense or like
0: at the same thing or whatever yeah. it was yeah, yeah yeah interesting i didn't know that
1: yeah it felt a little bit more like monogamish because of that um just to quote your favorite dude sure yeah
0: i uh i think my what was my main what was my main boundary it was just like don't fuck comic uh don't yeah don't fuck comics yeah without, like clearing with me first and here's one who like will just be a no yeah uh not that yeah, like yeah. you would have but <laughs> There's like there's one comedian in New York City where I'm like, please don't fuck this one. And then just like if you're going to fuck others and they know I'm dating you, because I think I would have been fine if they didn't know. Right. I think my thing was I didn't want dudes to think I didn't want comedians to think they're holding me when I'm like, yeah, no, dude, it's all fucking dandy. Right, Congrats. Right, right. You know, they're great in bed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it would have been more that Um, I don't know that I had a lot of boundaries, actually, with like, like, at no, least stated you, never boundaries really, you never
1: really set up anything that was like. You can't do this. You can't do that.
0: Because there's always a thing where, like, I always knew that there was nothing besides the comedian one that just genuinely wasn't any thing that I could think of. And I was really big on like, if I'm uncomfortable with something, like, I will, I'll bring it up, yeah. and You're I will not that. yell at you for hooking up with someone that there was no rule not to, right? Um, and I'll figure it out that way because I think that's you know, again, very limited date, yeah, romantic poly experience, right, 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 right. Um, yeah. To the point that, like, sometimes I still go back and forth between saying I'm poly and just saying I'm non monogamous because it's like I've had open relationships that I at least never had another significant other during right. them, uh, so I don't know how that right. you know, all goes. But I well, in theory am.
1: My current partner said that he he never really identified as poly until he fell in love with two people because the idea of polyamory is that you have the ability to love two people at once.
0: Yeah. So and it's great in theory.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I know that I can have that because I have been in love with more than pr- one person. Um, but, yeah, maybe maybe that's something that you'll find later in life. Yeah.
0: It's a thing that's not, like, um, high on my priority list where I'm like, I need to have this. I just always know I want that option open. Yeah. Um, because I do believe it could happen. I think yeah. it came close when I was dating Paige, There were a couple of times where I'm like, this is the thing I would like to pursue. And then they just didn't end up happening. Yeah. But never really got that.
1: Yeah. Polly's weird. Polly's weird. My only boundaries now with my partner is like, let me know if you like fuck somebody, but that's not hard for us at all because I'm like, dude, tell me all about it, it was right. great. Like, did you get any anal in <laughs> like, yeah. And, um, I'm the only person who calls him daddy. Mm. Those are only two things.
0: Sure. Did I ever call you daddy? Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> the sex was good. I know this, the, the sex, I mean, look right. on, my, the, on my end, the sex, there were no complaints.
1: Right. Exactly. You I feel like, I feel like that was <laughs> m- one of the main reasons why I'm like, well, this is like easy and convenient. And like, it's good. Like, so,
0: especially the part where you're saying I'm to bad. I definitely want you close to the mic. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Sorry. Cool.
1: <laughs> right. But I don't know. I guess that's probably another reason why I like kept coming back. Because I mm-hmm. was just like, well, this is functional. Like if that. I don't know.
0: Do you have any other thoughts about uh, the relationship? Or even also something else someone brought up that I don't think I have to get explicit into unless you have thoughts of uh, the aftermath of it. Because I feel like almost the aftermath was longer than the relationship, at least for me.
1: Um, the aftermath for me was I was with Cody. Yeah. And I had somebody for like a month because then he went back to Texas. Sure. Um, that I was able to confide in. And I can see how it would have been a lot more difficult for you not having a partner there to like, lean on
0: i had kenzie uh who i still i guess i call a partner i'm not sure Kenzie's the person i called the night of, of, of the whole breakdown okay, gotcha. um she's out in california um and i see was her She like, one of
1: the threesome girls that I didn't work out with
0: one of the threesome girls yeah
1: there was like a threesome that you were trying to have and it
0: didn't end up working out um i mean that's happened to me so much uh, uh okay, never mind but i mean how many times yeah i feel like threesomes fail all the times uh but no no she's a person out in, um just like I, I never know what to call her because like she's not my girlfriend i don't have romance but she's a very important person in my right. life i do love her and so i just i round up the partner because i yeah. like I don't fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. know um I, I did have that and that was some and i was able to um yeah she was very she was very good for me um during the breakup but i did have people who were not good for me after the breakup because there would be listeners who were like who had already known like your identity through us tweeting with each other right so like they would follow you and like some people like at least one woman got a little too involved and like yeah, then- I
1: remember that I can't remember what her name was but you she know
0: was like how wait how'd yeah, you- she was
1: like DMing me yeah I had like what was her name yeah
0: yeah so texted me that night uh or maybe not the night of the breakup but whenever I was flying because was in the airport yeah and she's like Billy you need to stay away from this uh Billy you need to like block this woman and get away fast she's dangerous she used the phrase she's dangerous and right. I'm like in full tears be like it's they them um (laughs) which again one of the more painful eventually i got to a point where like i was like okay i'm gonna correct people once but if they keep misgendering them right now i'm still in pain yeah so so i'm gonna let let it go go, yeah because i was getting in full-on arguments with people and then i'd be like why the fuck am i fighting over this right now like they're trying to help me yeah anyways um so i remember like she texted me like she's dangerous i'm like Okay, I was like, you need to like we we just had a podcast episode about this like two months ago. Do not fucking contact people I'm dating. Do not look them up. Do not DM them, especially after a breakup. Like, do not you know? I think I remember when the page thing because her name was out there. Was like, hi, you all know her name. Do not fucking reach out. And the same thing holds everybody if you're listening. Don't reach out to people you think I'm fucking dating. Whatever. Don't fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, Until like maybe you hear on here otherwise. Um i'm sorry that that happened i have done my best to
1: no the, i i don't th- i hope they didn't say anything she didn't say that. anything insane no i don't remember what was said honestly but i just remember like getting a lot of like i got like dms from one person and i got a lot of like responses on tweets and i was just like and i would go and I'd look at it and be like oh random first pers- person in kentucky
0: yeah you're probably a listener what kind of things were you getting if you can recall I'm, there's one person in my head who I think probably reached out to him was like being supportive and nice. I just have like a gut feeling over one guy who maybe did that. Honestly, um, I don't remember. But, it was
1: so long ago. Yeah. I just remember like it just being like my Twitter was okay. overloaded, and I hardly even use Twitter now sure. because like, like literally after that, I sort of like dropped myself off Twitter because I was like, nope, I don't want to deal with people. And like I've had spurts where I like go back on it, but I'm like.
0: I just wish, like, the just the way you're describing that there were, like, the, um, like, not like you were overrun with, like, 200 fucking notifications, no. but the way you're describing, like, the volume of tweets, I'm just kind of like, why can't you fuckheads, like, I don't know, tweet at me that much? You, like, why? I don't get that much uh, interaction on Twitter like that. No,
1: it was just like, a, it was just like. <laughs> do I have to
0: break up with myself? What do I have to do to get you guys to uh, talk to me, not people I like do? No, me? it was
1: just like a select number of sure. people that, like. You know, after you've gone through a breakup, getting another notification from somebody right. is just like, I don't want to think about this right now. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to email lunch and like.
0: And that's what I was trying to tell. <laughs> I was like, one, I don't want to fucking think about this. Stop trying to right. talk to me about this. Right. Uh, I also I think, think it
1: was, I'm not oh, sure.
0: I, I'm starting. If, if she was like DMing you, I have a feeling it was probably that. Like, I and that would be, that's DMs. highly, un- that's like just highly inappropriate. Um, but yeah. Um, I'm sorry that that happened.
1: No, it's okay. I never blame you for that. Yeah. I, I knew that that was sort of a, a risk of
0: I legit titled a podcast episode. Like I remember. Off, yeah. it was like, yeah.
1: no, I remember. Okay. Cause it was after the first breakup that I had people like,
0: and you told me that. And I yeah. think that was one of the things yeah, yeah. that caused me to tell people. The, yeah. 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 Um, it was, uh, I don't know this, it was a, it was an important relationship for me. And, uh, you know, I can't, I won't say like I think about you every day, but like, I still, I still do think about you a lot. These like random pockets and I don't know for better or for worse, we got to share some time together. Uh, but you know, when I, th- I think the memories that bring me that get me most emotional is like the good ones. Yeah. So like the thing, like we'll talk about the night of December 26th and I'll tell you like this is the only time where I legitimately thought I won't wake up tomorrow. Um, that's not going to hit me, but like thinking about like the Christmas present you got me with that, you know, with that painting, like that's the thing that's going to me the get me to tear up. You know, it's it's those happy things yeah. because like I thought you were a great girlfriend. Um, you were like other than the fights, that was you know like you were a really good partner. Uh, and and um, you know, it's a it's a bar to clear without the fighting.
1: Yeah, I guess when I look back, all I think about is the fighting because it's like I was so jaded by the end of it, mm-hmm. and like. So, like, I don't know. I guess I was sort of like, I never got over December 26th. So, everything after that was like completely just like resentment, mm. you know? And I left it with so much resentment. How do you feel now? Resentment. Still, so, so <laughs> yeah.
0: In general, I, I meant like more directly, like right now, we've talked for like almost an hour and a half. Like how you feeling is. I mean, if it's still resentment, that's fine. I just want to make sure you knew what I was asking about.
1: No, I don't think like this gets me closure or anything. I don't. Like I said, I don't know if you ever get closure from relationships or mm-hmm. anything. Um, I guess I still feel like that was a lot of shit. Yeah. For three months.
0: If we if we were to like take if we were like take like post it like on a little whatevers pick whatever small item and like write down events good and bad of that relationship you would look at just the volume of pinpoints and be like there's no way this was was three three months months. it's not a chance right there's so much yeah
1: but i think that was also because we were literally spending every day together yeah which is something that can drive you crazy
0: yeah well i mean i'm glad um i mean i'm glad we did this what moving forward what's i do and not that i was angry at it at all i you know but there was once upon a time where like after the truce joint trademark that uh i was like i hey, do want to try to grab like a civilian coffee and you're yeah. like not in that place right now yeah is that a thing that you one day see happening not me not a come on type of thing just like is there a day where you think like yeah like what what's going on in my life is good and like i think i can have coffee and catch up with Billy. Or is that a thing where I think the way you phrase it was you would really like to remain casual acquaintances.
1: I sort of see that as the trajectory of you and I, mm. just because they're like, like I said, there is so much resentment and there is so much like trauma that goes into it that I don't think I would be able to have an enjoyable time sitting and getting coffee. Sure. I think that it would feel like some sort of almost like a chore.
0: Mm. How do we interact say at parties? Should I like should I take truce joint interaction which if I wasn't so angry yeah would have been a very pleasant talking to my ex interaction right. like you were being over the top friendly and you were saying oh like I saw you giving that aftercare and that was really nice of you I was with somebody who didn't give me that and, and you, you were being like almost starting starting startlingly right you got yeah. to give me one good yeah. um I was that uh surprise by it because i was like you were the total bitch to me last month and now you're being very nice i'm right. very confused should i treat that like as an outlier is this something we're like in parties moving forward when we're seeing each other no i'm
1: hoping that we can be like cordial and nice to each other Well, cordial and, and
0: nice one thing but it's like like are we sitting down having a joint like at a play party because we just happen to be interacting and one of us has some weed and it's like all right, we're going to like be well, sitting here for a bit.
1: I don't know what circumstances are going to come up. Sure. I think that like we've seen each other at multiple play parties at this point. Yeah,
0: I've been very stand- – like, But I've also been very like nervous every –
1: Are you going on
0: Saturday? Th- uh, if my Dane Cook interview gets scheduled at the right time, then I can make it. Oh, cool. I have to go to Philadelphia to do that. Oh, I'm going to be in L.A. Nice. But I don't know. I'm just uh, – Every time I've seen you, I've been uh, filled with dread. Uh, very nervous. And part of me – uh, has a hard time seeing you have such a good time in a space that I introduced you to um, I yeah, think but
1: introducing it to someone doesn't mean that no, you get ownership right did
0: it. not say ownership didn't say that and I alluded earlier in, in this chat yeah yeah it's just no but that's just the motions in my mind right. um, but actually then when I think back it's like the, the most pleasant and I could have had a really cool time and you could have even sat next to me if I was being a little bit more welcoming was that was the true story night it yeah. was really the only time where I was like, oh, I, and I think that's why I, I had hit you up to be because like, I was like, that was really pleasant. And like, if yeah. our interactions can be like that, where, because it didn't feel like we were just being cordial because we're in the same space. That's how our other interactions pretty much every party have been. Yeah. It seems like you're here. I'm here. We're going to do the, hey, hi, are, how are you? But that night made me go like, maybe there's a path at some point where we're at least like more than just acquaintances, but at least friendly. I think I knew and that. that was, na- yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, just, it was it was almost like a, a, a shining ray, the only, like, ray of hope, happiness, positivity in regards to you and I since the breakup was that Yeah, night.
1: I think that I was feeling, like, a lot of, like, shame and guilt for the way that I had treated you at the other party. But um, you had
0: seemed to have forgotten, no?
1: Well, I, I knew that it had happened, but okay. when you told me, like, the actual words that I said, that's what I didn't have the specifics on. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so... I, I guess I was like, I know I was a total like shit bag and like people told me I was a total shit bag. So like
0: people told you that mm-hmm. and and you just like, um,
1: I, I had people basically tell me like, I'm really proud of you for doing that and for standing up for yourself, but you were too harsh. Okay. That was sort of like the general.
0: Right. Just cause I'm someone who like, I mean, sometimes people have to tell me and sometimes I, I look at the receipts and I've had to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. What did I do or what did I say? Right. And so um, I know what that's like. Yeah. So, um, yeah, moving forward, do we just – Arm's length, hey, how are you?
1: Yeah. I okay. I I think that I'm most comfortable with that.
0: Okay. Uh, I want to extend to you. Uh, if that ever changes, I am open uh, to, you know, having a cup of coffee or a joint at a fuck show, so <laughs> – yeah. Um. Do you have any like closing thoughts, whether it's about the relationship or this conversation or whatever?
1: Um. You lost weight.
0: I. Uh, I've gained fifteen pounds.
1: No, you lost weight.
0: That scale says otherwise. By thank you. That is. I. I'm supposed to learn to take compliments. Okay. Well, you're. Doing I look great. like I've lost weight. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <gasps> um Shay, where so you have a uh you have an indiegogo out that uh, yeah. this, uh this is a, the oddest promotional tour um yeah. one could do yeah i i hope all your exes have podcasts that you can also go plug <laughs> your indiegogo on um but, oh, i was
1: actually just on polywanna podcast yesterday okay which who's, is pretty cool who's is that
0: i can't remember her name right now <laughs> okay yeah. i'll look it up um so once, so you have a you have a uh, pilot that you're trying to shoot, or what, yeah. are you trying to shoot the so whole web actually, series? Or? I was
1: actually writing it when we were together. Right, no, um, I remember that. Yeah, you gave me a lot of content, my friend.
0: I <laughs> oh, write the fuck back at you. <laughs> right the fuck back at you <laughs>
1: um yeah so um i wrote a um pilot episodic on the intersection of um gender queerness and polyamory it's mm. about a polyamorous triad that is trying to raise a baby mm. and what happens when that triad doesn't work out and there's a custody battle and there's like people dating outside of the triad and people that are sort of more like closed unit and all these different identities of non-monogamy mm. trying to work it out together so it's a really, really interesting piece. It's great for the exposure not only of the polyamorous community, but also of the queer community because it dives into, like, the the stigma against bisexuality. And it also dives into somebody who is genderqueer and having them have issues being able to tell people about their bisexuality sure. because of, like, their own past traumas. And so that's my... Thank you to you for that one. Anytime. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's a it's a really really interesting project. I'm excited to see it going places. Um, it's called Polygon because I like puns, and it's like poly, and then somebody's gone at the end of it. So i think i'm really funny you don't have to think that
0: i thought you were hilarious and motivated and driven and <laughs> the initial thing and, and hot but uh mostly motivated driven and yeah. mature and funny And yeah. so all the initial things that drew me to you yeah. so yeah but
1: we're um fundraising for it now um i am heading to la this weekend to be an hcf pitch fest where mm-hmm. um 10 scripts were chosen to like pitched to like industry bigwigs so I'm super super excited for that yeah I'm really really I've never been to LA or California for Mm -hmm. that matter um so I'm super excited um and you're
0: raising money for it
1: yeah so we have an Indiegogo um that's out right now it's Indiegogo.com slash projects slash polygon dash pilot so that's Indiegogo slash projects slash P-O-L-Y-G-O-N-E dash pilot pilot
0: and there'll be a link for that in the show notes everybody um and i'm sure do you want them to follow you on social media do you not that's your call <laughs>
1: um, they can follow they can follow the polygon page and they'll sure. probably figure out my social media from that
0: where do you Where? yeah where Where it's can they go for that
1: instagram twitter and facebook at polygon the film the film yeah
0: Alright. It was originally a film. Well okay. go go everyone go check that out. I'm sure the link for the Indiegogo will be in those uh bios, but you'll find them in the show notes here. Thank you for coming on and thank you for being candid. Yeah. And uh you know, if you ever ever have any new feelings about it, come on back.
1: It's been super real.
0: It has been real. Yeah. That- Thank you very it much. It's been
1: real and it's been, wait, what is it?
0: I don't know if you, I do not know how you no, feel about no, this no, conversation. No, 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 no,
1: it's like the thing I used to say to you it has been real and it has been fun, but it has not been real fun.
0: I think I blacked that part out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> why don't you say goodbye to everybody?
1: Okay, bye, Toodles. <laughs>
0: Uh, again, the link to the Indiegogo campaign is in the show notes. So just scroll on down, you'll see a link for that there. And uh, and of course, go follow uh, Polygon on their socials. If there was ever an episode, I want to hear what you thought. This is the episode, okay? Definitely want to know what you th- uh, what. How did you react to this conversation? Was all the emotional labor putting this one together worth your while? Um, let me know. You can comment. On the manhor Podcast Facebook page, you can tweet at me at TheBillyPresida, or you can shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Definitely want to hear from y'all uh, on this one. If you want to join like-minded, sex-positive listeners like yourself, and support this podcast, because hey, you know, it's a free podcast, become a member of my fan whore community on Patreon. You'll get to see all sorts of private posts from yours truly, Access to secret fan whore communities like the Champagne Room and The Peep Show, and you'll get to listen to exclusive bonus episodes that you can only hear on Patreon. Membership begins at $2 a month. All you gotta do is head on over to Patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. Last but certainly not least, Man whore Con people. Come on out to New York City, August 2nd through August 4th, and give me a hug because I might still be sad from this episode. Super Early Bird discount weekend passes are on sale until Friday night, April 5th. Those are just $55 for an insanely fun, awesome weekend here in New York City with people just like yourself and, you know, yours truly. Starting Saturday, uh, those weekend passes will be $75. Go to manhorpod.com slash weekend and secure your spot. There are limited passes. Uh, next week is a little less uh, emotionally intensive episode, at least for myself. Uh, we have got on the head of Swap Behind Bars. Uh, that's the Sex Worker Outreach Project. Alex Andrews, everybody. But until then, you know, try, try not to be too sad. Um, at least that's what I'm going to try to do. Instead... I'ma try to stay slutty.